Thank you guys for coming. Uh, who's a fan of the podcast? Who's heard it before? Woo! Excellent. Okay. Great. Perfect. And everyone who hasn't heard of it or hasn't listened yet, you're in for a treat. Uh, so my name is Lisa Gallagher. I'm the festival director. And um, to start things off, I want to acknowledge that the land we are meeting on today is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We're grateful to have the opportunity to work, live, and meet on this territory. Uh, so our co-presenter for this event is the Crimson Wave podcast, which is co-hosted by local comedian and tonight's guest host, Natalie Norman. So give that one a listen as well. Uh, and 15% of our ticket sales from this event will be donated to Moontime Sisters. Uh, they are an initiative of the True North Aid uh, charity. They gather menstrual products and deliver them to remote, remote northern indigenous communities. Uh, and it's very important. So if you have some money you'd like to donate, you can do so on the way out. We have donation boxes. And uh, that's all I've got to say. So let's get this thing started. First, I feel it's my obligation as an Australian to say, G'day. <laughs> G'day, Natalie. Good day. <laughs> um, also, for anyone that already listens, you probably know that for every episode I have a zealot cheese platter. And today I have a cheese platter for 18 people, <laughs> I think, uh, and the crunchiest bread in the world. So it's prop cheese. It it's, looks good. Don't touch it. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, and I have my jingles. But let's, it's going to be clunky as hell. But in a sec, after I play this, I want you to tell me who we're talking about today. Tell me your stupid name. Tell me your stupid name. John D. Rooter. Did I say it right? In Australia, the word root means fuck. <laughs> so translated from the sort of Dutch Canadian. John he's, DeFuck. He's like Johnny from Fucktown. <laughs> it's my favourite. This whole thing is full of, of great names. And can you tell me what his main thing that he does is? Um, honestly, it's really confusing. <laughs> um, he, like, he's a philosopher, a philosopher, and he's really good at gazing into people's eyes. That's literally what I took away from all yeah. of this. Yeah, that's right. He's the staring guru. And I'll say that, first I'll say that um, I don't necessarily think that this is a cult, but lots of people do. And look, I'm willing to kind of believe them. Um, I thought I was going to do a big PowerPoint with lots of pictures, but I get really easily distracted. <laughs> So I thought instead I would just replicate the experience of being at one of yes, John DeRuta's yes. seminars. And I'm so sorry if this freaks anyone out. It's going to be intense. But it's going to be that for the next hour. <laughs> He's so creepy. I'm like into it. <laughs> He's silver fox, Matt. He's a silver fox with those blue dead eyes. Um, and I'm going to be super professional and read notes from my phone. Oh, just partly because it's got a quote from his own website. If you have a few days to spare uh, and aren't looking for anything that makes actual sense, visit the John DeRuta website. It's amazing. But I'll just start to get a feel of his kind of language, although this is kind of gentle. Uh, let's get the background of John. John is the son of Dutch immigrants to Stettler, Alberta. His father taught shoe repair to John when he was a boy, which John developed to become a skilled orthopedic shoemaker. It's a, you this is to, all so weird. I know. You want to say that in a, in a bar? Hi, what do you do? <laughs> Baby, I'm an orthopedic shoemaker. Mm, I'm turned on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, John was more focused on adventure than higher and deeper things until he stumbled into an immense awakening. Don't you hate it when you're just walking along and you accidentally stumble into an immense awakening? Yeah. <laughs> when you just, I don't know, like when I read that, I was like, he took acid for sure. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was either a bong hit or like his first wet dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, a per 
Especially because the next bit is other dimensions flooded John's being. Uh, yeah. uh, and he saw that his life would be absorbed by what he had come to know. It, 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 this is a, like, I don't it makes me feel stupid reading his website. I know. I'm going to save one jingle for a bit later, but I'm just going to get it ready because it will apply at about 15 or 16 different places. <laughs> oh, God, it goes on. Seeking understanding of his early awakening, John immersed himself in the study of the Bible, both on his own and in seminary. I mean, seminary, that's not to be by accident. Uh, he began working as a junior pastor at a church in Edmonton, but saw that his calling would require a new platform, hopefully one that earned him a bit more money, my own addition there. <laughs> He began meeting with a small group of people in his living room where John unveiled realities and spoke to the hearts of a growing number of people. I just got to tell you, like, this part is so crazy to me. Like, who came over to his living room? Like, where are these people? Where? Like, if a, uh, like a man friend of mine invited me over to his house to listen to him talk, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> like, but this he, is insane. But he also started, because he started at his house, and then he was like, okay, I'm not... I'm rejecting Christianity generally now. I'm not a pastor anymore. But I do like their idea of tithing. So it wasn't just come over to my house. It was come over and bring me 10% of your income. Thanks. I mean, good, good marketing scheme. <laughs> and then it just went like that. <laughs> um, all right. So the spontaneous awakening, It's it doesn't... He never goes into detail about that or anything else. I, he, he really doesn't go into... There's no detail anywhere. I couldn't find... I read. I did read an article where someone said that his awakening lasted a year. Like a year. And I was like, that's a really long acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, I don't know. When I hear awakening, I'm like, I'm worried for this person's mental health. Imagine like, what? the calm down. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's what, that's apparently, like, that's why he's doing this. He got to come down. And he's trying to find that same awakening again. Yes. And then he reports, see, when he first started talking about this awakening, he said that Jesus spoke to him. This was back when he was still sort of Christian. Right. Uh, and someone asked him uh, how many times he that Jesus and God had spoken to him, and he went, oh, five, ten thousand times. <laughs> uh, you know, just a bunch of times. God's such a chatterbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but then he just changed it to be all new agey and, and, and hippie-ish. And then he met his first wife, Joyce, in a Christian bookshop. <laughs> Notorious so, pickup joint. Yeah, Christian Bush. So romantic. And she said, she said she was struck by his gaze. Ugh. <laughs> I just can I can we talk more about your attraction to him, please? Yeah, one hundred percent. What is what's it about? Is it? Is I mean, he's got like. Like, I just feel like if he approached me and looked into my eyes, I would definitely be a part of this call. You like the quiet ones, huh? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I like the quiet ones because it feels like they're really intelligent. That's his thing. Yeah. That's his thing. So his whole technique. Um, I mean, if you, if someone asks you a question and then you just stare back, it's very powerful. Don't you think that? It's making me nervous. Just stare back. Don't you think that? <laughs> oh my god, like that actually works. It, it really does. John wasn't very good at school. I mean, he was a skilled orthopedic shoemaker, <laughs> but not so much with the study. And he couldn't really hold down a job, and he was super lazy. So I think he thought, Sounds like a dream. Yeah, doesn't it? Like Silver Fox and no prospects. Yeah. Um, but yet he's still married, and I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, get there. we'll get to the marriage. Yeah. Um, but he, so he thought, if I just shut up or only speak occasionally and then have these eye <laughs> connections with people and I just call that core-splitting truth, people will pay for it. And they fucking did. They really did. And they do. They still do. I, I was reading, like, um, 
there was like, there's all these people who, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead, but there's all these people who move all over the world to Edmonton, which is, first of all, insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry to shit up. I don't Wait, know. they have the Oilers, is that right? I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> that's all I, I know about the Raptors, and I know about the Oilers, and that's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> um, but, like, they all moved, it was all these people from, like, all over, like, Germany, England, New York, like, all these amazing places. And I don't know where I got, I got lost now, because I just can't believe people would move for it. And they do. And it doesn't have a compound per se, but people, people are drawn to this. And they come to be near him because they say he radiates this energy. Now, there have been studies. Well, let's talk about the way his, his seminars run. Right. They're about three hours long and sometimes twice a day. That's, that's exhausting. But well, not for him. I mean, it has to be. He might, I feel like, I don't know, I was reading, like, the pages, like, about them, and I was, like, falling asleep. Oh, it's, and we'll do, we'll do some quotes in a sec. Oh, I've got that facial recognition thing on my phone. <laughs> um, but, so he, people come in and they pay their money and it depends on whether you go to one of his regular Edmonton things or you pay extra to go to one of his seminars. Um, I've got it. I did that. I do the, like, the quotes, quotes yeah. so often. <laughs> You're doing them for everything. audio now. podcast. <laughs> but they're implied by the tone of voice. Anyway. Uh, and people can ask him questions, but these questions have to be cleared first. And I think in three hours, maybe four people get to ask questions. Sometimes he will answer them straight away, but rarely, after a bit of thought. And he's got one of, yeah, he's got one of those mics so you can hear every little... Um, Hot. Sorry, misophonia people. And you're welcome, ASMR people. Um, and sometimes he will think for up to half an hour before answering with just letters shook up in a bag and then spilled out. And sometimes he just won't answer. He'll just stare at the poor bastards. It's it's so everything about it is so insane. Like the idea that like you put the like as we it was like this article about this guy that wanted to go see all of this and see if he had could feel attached to this. And he was like you put your question on a sheet. Everyone there's mainly largely it seems like it's women. Yes. Who are his followers? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm so I would 100 if I lived in Edmonton be a follower. I will. I'm going to give you my number after this. Yeah. And you just call me if you go to more than three meetings. Oh, oh, I'm I gonna do well, I probably won't be allowed to call anyone. That's great. <laughs> um, so, hey, yeah. Oh, and we should say as well. Uh, I got a lot of. There's loads of articles. But when you do Google John DeRuta, because he's, they're a bit, they do like to, I love saying DeRuta, I'm sorry, it's so funny for me. Um, he's a little bit litigious if people are mean about him online, and he's online everywhere. Um, Twitter, Facebook, I'm not sure about Instagram, he's got a podcast, he's got his website. YouTube. Oh yes, YouTube. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they edit out the silences. Thank God. Sorry, thank John. Thanks, John. Thank And uh, so there's lots of articles, but I also made it three quarters of the way through an ex-follower's book. The ex-follower is called Jason Horsley, and it's called Dark Oasis, A Self-Made Messiah Unveiled. (laughs) It's a good title. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's about 9,000 pages long, but I came here from Sydney, and that's a fucking long plane trip. (laughs) Thank you very much, Lisa. Um, So... But when he, to illustrate his laziness, um, he when he was training to be a a preacher, he his wife Joyce at the time said, oh, he was supposed to be writing his sermon one night, and he was just watching movies, and he was like, oh, I don't want to write my sermon, I don't want to write my sermon, <laughs> um, and so in a in a Globe uh, Globe and Mail article. Uh, it says that during one sermon, and this is apparently the sermon after that night where he just procrastinated, he stood weeping, repeating, God wants to set you free. God wants to set you free. So I don't, I'm not, I'm free. <laughs> uh, and another day, he didn't deliver a sermon at all, telling the congregation, there's no word. 
God has no word for you. I have a word for John. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's such fucking bullshit, all of this. It's like, I will say this though, his meetings are reasonably priced. They are. For a tenor, you can be stared at. <laughs> That's literally all it is. It's ten dollars. It really is. Um, I'm really holding off this jingle because I want to get to. Um, oh no, let's. I think I've got a quote from him somewhere. I tried to like I read some of. His, if you have a chance, go to his website. It's insane. And it doesn't make any sense. No. So there's three. There's three basic principles. Uh, one is okayness. Uh, so basically, <laughs> you go, you go. Are you, are you okay? I'm not okay, but I will say that I read this principle and I was like, I totally get it. <laughs> I like the sentiment. I'm interested in your interpretation because mine is that he just says, look, life is shitty and everyone wants to improve their lives. Which is true, and most cults will say something meaningful and will help people initially. Uh, not that this is a cult, if there's anyone from, uh, you know, the Lord. One of his cults, yeah. Uh, but his thing is just accept it, accept that life is shitty, and that's okayness. You just go, oh, things are bad. <laughs> Meh. See, I read it so differently. <laughs> Like, I'm really falling for this cult. <laughs> like, I'm really worried for myself. I read that and I was like, okayness. Like, whatever happens is going to be okay. So it's like you have to be okay with whatever happens. Yeah, and that's what it's I took subtle, away from it, isn't it. Yeah, it's like a very subtle change, but I took it and I felt like at peace for a second. <laughs> I'm so pleased for you, genuinely. Please don't. <laughs> Please call a doctor. <laughs> So just you don't need the doctor. You've got John. Right. Uh, then there's weaning, uh, weaning yourself off impulses and desires, and just be dependent on your own inner resources. I think it's time for the jingle. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It really does. It does. <laughs> I, I have to sit in a wardrobe at home and record those on my phone and then send them to my musician housemate. <laughs> His phone beeps and he probably just goes, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I sing in my, in my, in my closet. Uh, <laughs> but, like, but, like, this is, like, honestly, like, I think I'm an educated person, but when I read this website and his, like, philosophies, from what I can tell, I, like... I like read a sentence and I'm like, I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. No, and I was going to copy and paste a few quotes from the website, but I couldn't choose one because it's it's just reams of gobbledygook. Yeah, it makes like literally, and, and like that's, we do, I think we seemed confused right now. And that's because that's what it, but maybe that's how he gets people in. They're like, what is he talking about? You get a lot of journalists writing articles about this place. Because anyone can go, if you've got $10 or if you go to a seminar considerably more than that, um, you can just go in and they don't, you don't have to participate. It's fine. Uh, but they'll have journalists going in and they'll talk to other people that are at his meetings and just go, that didn't seem to mean anything to me. I didn't understand the point he was making. And the followers, because it just really touches as... Yeah, it resonates. It resonates resonate. in your heart. Um, and they just go, it doesn't have to mean anything. And I feel like I understand why people seek out things to believe in, but there's way better cults to join. No, like, there really is. Like, there's something that where the sentences make sense. Like, there's... His and where people work for their money. His website kind of reads like he was like drunk and high, and he was like texting an ex or something, and was like trying to get them back, and like just wrote all those gibberish. And then a bunch of people were like, "Yeah, this totally makes sense." Yeah. Like he's hot, so like we'll listen. And he breathes audibly. I'm into it. Yeah. They, he's all about 
core splitting honesty. And he, whenever anyone asked him a question, he asked them what they believed to be true. And he said, you just have to be 100% honest about absolutely everything uh, and, and you'll be fine. Which leads me to the third principle and what, the 15th jingle. Where's, this is one of my favourites. Sexy, 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 sex. The monkey was not in the closet. He's out. Uh, because this refers to the calling. And this... It, this is insane. It kind of butts up a bit against that whole core-splitting honesty thing because the calling pretty much only applies to John DeRuta. And it's... <laughs> Look, I'll read his description of it and then I'll read my interpretation of it. So this is also from the Globe and Mail article that I read and it says, At the same time DeRuta was preaching about marital fidelity, he was having affairs with married female followers, uh, telling Joyce, his wife, his burden from God was to act against his own message and to violate his own marriage so as to prepare him inwardly for his upcoming battle with sanction. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> if I was Joyce, I would have smacked him across the face. Can I tell you my interpretation yeah, of go. the calling? It's, I'm allowed to fuck whoever I want. <laughs> he really believes that it's his calling to have sex with other people. And this, this led to him having an affair that broke up his marriage. Yep. Yeah, this, I mean, I just want to ask, do you think Joyce was... So Joyce wasn't allowed. Joyce is his now ex-wife. Do you think she was allowed to fuck other people or no? No, because part of his deal... Right. The calling only applies to John. But also women should... This is our favourite concept, isn't it? Women should be submissive to their husbands. I don't know why I snapped for that. I it was like a sarcastic snap, but it didn't read that way. But I've never seen him do any facial expression except this, so I can only assume that's his O face. <laughs> Which means... Would you... I don't know how I would feel about submitting to that. I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, it's insane. Now, the first two people that he had affairs with, they were sisters. Hot. <laughs> but they were the sisters. One was an ex-Olympian volleyball player. Yeah. And they were sisters with the best names ever. It was um, Katrina and Benita Von Sass. I honestly want a movie made about that. Uh, can we? Do you want to be Katrina or Benita? We can be the Von Sass. Okay, sisters. I want really want to be Benita. You can be Benita. <laughs> I just think that name like really represents how I feel about life. Yeah. So Benita, did you read about how Joyce uh, confronted John about? Yes, in a meeting, right? Yes. She came. That's boss's shit. Yeah. She came in storming in a meeting. And was like, what the fuck? Like I'm paraphrasing, obviously. <laughs> But I assume it went down like that. We were either that or she came in gazing at him. <laughs> she took the chair and she said, uh, yeah, been fucking. And he stared at her. <laughs> and that's, that's all. And I, I can imagine that if you did say, I think you've been cheating on me to your partner, and he just stared back in silence, you might actually go, I, like, I think, he, I think you did. I just, why you look, okay, look, I'm just going to walk out. I'm so sorry. It would be quite powerful. Well, that's, like, not to make it serious, but, like, that's master manipulation, right? It's, like, that avoidance and that, like, withdrawal so that you think you're insane and question yourselves. And that's, like, just, like, every man I've ever dated. So <laughs> maybe that's why I'm into John. Yeah. And Jason Horsley goes into, in the book, uh, Dark Oasis, he goes on about the fact that um, this is... He sort of did this on a small scale and he tried it out with his son, his young eight-year-old son at home, just got him to make eye contact with him and see what effect it had. 
And as he did it a bit more and a bit more, he thought, this is a really powerful tool and it takes no effort on my part. It's quite a bit like podcasting. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, podcasting takes way more effort. No, it does. It does. We started really. But hard. like that's the that's what makes him like he's the laziest cult leader ever. He just stares. Yeah, it's kind of genius <laughs> and unbelievably creepy. But the father of the Von Sass sisters, Peter Von Sass, not as good a name, but uh, he was one of the groups financial contributors. I mean, he had loads of money and he um, gave them a place to uh, hold his early meetings. And then he was like, meet my daughters. And John heard, oh, have sex with your daughters. All right. And he even, they were his common law wives. So he would alternate staying at their homes because this is already just Creepsville. It's like, it's so, like, I just can't, I'm the youngest of, like, I have three sisters, and I wouldn't, like, we fight so much, I couldn't imagine having to fight over one crazy man. Like, it's not worth it. It's like, the power he must have held over them is so significant. It's kind of like delayed incest. It really is. <laughs> I've got, and I, I told you, I've, I've got to do my favorite, yeah, it is, that's, that's a thing. Um, I got to do my favorite joke which is yesterday when I met you, which was, I've got a twin sister, she's really pretty. Um, it took me a second. But, yeah, but a lot of guys, when we were out clubbing and stuff, when we were younger, used to just go, they'd go, oh, twins? Yeah. You're, that's, you're asking us to commit incest. Yeah. We're not interested, thank you. But the Von Sassers... That's really polite of you. <laughs> I just made incest part about me. Um... <laughs> It's, it's bizarre. It's, it's just, it, all of it is, well, I mean, this whole thing is just, it's so crazy, and, like, I just, I can't fathom a fault, like, this cult, like, how mad would you be as a father if you're, like, I gave you money, and now you're taking my, like, not taking my daughters, but, like, what are you doing? Taking like, my offering of my daughters. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, all of it is just so, it's mind-boggling It's mind-boggling. And so with the paying a little bit for the meetings, and also before the meetings, John will sit with you. This is my favourite part. Go. It's, it's, so they have this, like, centre in Edmonton. It's near the West Edmonton Mall. It's this $7 million function centre. You can rent it out for your wedding for a near $13,000. And he's called it the College of Integrated Philosophy. So they have, like, a... It doesn't mean anything. I'm not going to play the jingle again, but... Just imagine. That literally means nothing. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a cafe area and it says, um, I can't remember the exact quote, but it said what John does before the meetings is you can find him in this cafe and it's like sometimes he's sitting at a table. Sometimes he's standing at an espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? Why are you telling us every detail of where we can, like, it, there was another third line, but I can't remember yeah, it. But imagine but, saying, do you have decaf? And he just goes... <laughs> do you do you have do you have decaf? And, and then like, oh, oh, that's my truth. <laughs> to be caffeinated. Yeah. It's just all, like that to me is like he's just like I, I think like it feels like he's trying to be like this regular Joe. Like hey, this, hey, <laughs> it's no such thing. It's a good point. He's trying to be a regular rooter. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like sitting, he's like, hey dudes, just come get some coffee and stand by this coffee machine with me. And we'll stare into each other's eyes. It's like, do you want sugar with that or just enlightenment? <laughs> sugar, thank you. I mean, I'll take the enlightenment. <laughs> Wait, this is good. Benita, you and Katrina are very different. Uh, so... He's got this massive centre, and it does cost a ridiculous amount to hire it out. It's got chandeliers and high ceilings. It's kind of beautiful. It does, like, you know, well, it's in a beautiful area. Um, it's in, like, an industrial complex. <laughs> uh, and it's worth all this money, and it's staffed mostly by volunteers. This, so, this drives me nuts. Yeah, people come all this way. They give up their jobs. They move out of home. Some... People have left their partners to go and be nearer John. And he's like, right. Oh, he also asked for people to give donations and lots of people leave money in their wills. 
Um, and so he makes all this money. He's got this seven million dollar center, and he doesn't pay the people that work there. It's it's like it's just it's so wild. All of this is so wild. Um, my favorite, like I, did, I read this like quote about like what sometimes what happens in the, before the meeting is where like a volunteer will come on stage and be like, some people can't afford to come to these meetings. If you want to help them out, donate. Or it was like. Or maybe you guys should live in your car. Yeah. That's literally what they suggested. Why don't you rent out your house to other followers and just make do be okay with it? It's okayness. <laughs> this is basically the cult of mediocrity. Oh, it's the cult of doing nothing. But I like because there's nothing illegal about running a cult. It's and it's why like with the current Nexium case in, in the US. Uh, they, they're on trial for sex trafficking and uh, imprisonment, I think. Because, I mean, if, you, if you're going to make being a cult illegal, then you'd have to just go, okay, well, how do we make the Catholic Church not a cult? I mean, there's opinions there, whether we should or not. But, um, so John, I kind of want to make the point that John hasn't done anything illegal Yet. Yeah, and it's can't. And the fact, the, well, that's right. He has all exactly the same characteristics as your Jim Joneses and your Charlie Mansons and that sort of thing. It's where you at first you have something to offer, and then you get addicted to the adoration and the power and how lazy you can be <laughs> to keep that going, and then you just go rogue. And so he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to sleep with whoever I like. No one else is allowed to." And but he was clever about it, despite appearances. He calling it, calling himself a philosopher, means that he doesn't have to prove that what he does is effective. No <laughs> one can get him for fraud because he's not promising anything. And he makes sure of that on his website, which I found very interesting. Oh, the FAQs. Go to the FAQs it's first. Insane. First of all, it's a hundred pages. I don't know why so many people have so many questions. <laughs> Maybe because none of this makes sense. <laughs> Like, it's insane. But I, I really, I thought it was really interesting that he was like, we are not, like, he is not formally trained. He is not a therapist. Yeah. It was very much, like, like taking the onus of him yeah. onto the, the people that participate. And it's like, you're not required to stay here. You're not blah, yeah. blah, blah. I mean, I will say this about the frequently asked questions, which I thought was so crazy, is when you get to the midway point, and it's like, John and, um, it was like, and the women accusations. Yes. Like, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what it said. And then it basically started talking about, like, like uh, his sex with different women. And I was like, why are you putting this on the FAQ? Yeah. Well, they are very frequently asked. To be <laughs> but yeah, if he called himself a therapist or a healer, he'd have to be accountable for people paying money to him. And they're not getting anything in return. And they don't. But there have been studies conducted about the power of eye contact and staring. And if you make eye contact with someone for long enough, Benita. Katrina. <laughs> Did I? Uh, yeah, no, that was great. Uh, then you can start to hallucinate. They can have, uh, some people report that people's faces start morphing and look a bit like monsters or like babies, which is the only thing I can think of that's creepier than that. <laughs> I don't think babies are creepy, but someone's face turning into a baby's oh, without no. moisturiser. Yes. Uh, but they can get a feeling of euphoria and they can otherwise hallucinate. And so, and he spent a bit of time with some new ages uh, learning his craft. So he probably came across some of these studies and where people sit there and just stare and then... Well, it's like meditation, right? Like, if you're into meditation, there's a point where you kind of just, like, detach. Yeah. And I think I feel like from reading about his meetings, I feel like that's what's happening is it's... Like, it, there was on the FAQ page about how, like, um, people ask if it's, like, hypnosis, and that's because, like, people kind of, like, detach and remove themselves. And he was clear to be like, we don't do hypnosis here. But, but like, he's like, sometimes people fall asleep. And he's like, we don't do hypnosis here. (laughs) And he's like, people fall asleep. They, like, meditate. And I was like, that's so strange. Like, not falling asleep because they're meditating. (laughs) They're bored out of their gods. Yeah, it's like three hours of no talking. And, like, it's like everyone's face. 
like literally facing him. He's sitting down low. It's like and he does have screens so that the people in the back can also stare at him. <laughs> I'm going to go to one. Can you? I'm going to plan a trip just to Edmonton to do comedy and then go here. Thank and you. then invite him to my shows. Yes. And then get married. You'll say, John, will you, will you come to one of my shows? And he'll say... <laughs> So his marriage with Joyce is over. Uh, he's living with both of the Von Sass sisters in different houses uh, because he's completely functional and normal. And then he suddenly breaks up with them. Because, uh, I mean, otherwise it seemed like a really happy pair of common-law marriages. Um, and he... Now he's legally married to another follower, Leanne Angerman. But the Von Sass sisters have gone, we donated all this money, uh, we put a down payment for a house for him that he insisted was in his name. We did all this oh, work for him. I read that part. Uh, we have fulfilled, we have submitted to him sexually like he insisted. And so they're suing him for money Odor's spouses. And you know what? I want them to get that money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has it. He has so much money. Yeah. And they have to, because they're really out of pocket. Don't you hate it when you co-married in common law <laughs> to a guy who stares at people with your sister and you're out of pocket? It's <sighs> awful. It happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he said... About the Von Sasses, when he, that he did first get together with them, he said it didn't have to do with their looks, their appearance, their heart, their age. They just happened to be two young hotties. Um, it didn't have anything to do with any kind of compatibility. It only had to do with what arose from within my innermost. Which, I mean, that sounds to me like an erection. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot there. There's a, and also nothing. Yeah. There's nothing there. <laughs> there is a little bit of controversy and also the FAQ. You can spend a whole day on the FAQs. It's on the intense. It's intense and also meaningless. Um, <laughs> but there is a bit of controversy because one of his followers, uh, Anina Hansdorfer, and I apologise if I've pronounced that incorrectly, was a follower and she had considerable problems with sexual intimacy. So she was a virgin when she was a follower. And uh, in 2014, she went missing and she was found dead in the snow uh, near Nordegg. I don't know where that is. <clears throat> but, Neither do <laughs> No, but it's, it is fairly remote, but it was where, near where um, the Oasis Centre, which is where the... Uh, College of Integrated Philosophies, where they hold some of their retreats. And uh, her journal suggested really strongly that she'd been having sex with John. Uh, he has denied that, and it's important to state that. Uh, but her family started a bit of a pamphlet campaign, and they didn't say anything... They didn't really point any particular blame at him, but they just wanted people to be aware that it wasn't perhaps a legitimate college. No kidding. Uh, and so John got his lawyers to threaten the family of a dead girl. So he's definitely... A gentleman. Is that how Canadians pronounce asshole? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to check that. Yes. <clears throat> but by, by the time he'd left jo if Joyce had left him, he was just pretty sure... That he was the Messiah, which is, and that means it's jingle time. <laughs> yes, John does. John sincerely believes that he's the Messiah, which is disappointing, isn't it? Expecting a bit more? Honestly, even though I'm attracted to him, I would expect more from my Messiah. <laughs> Especially the whole giving speeches on a mountaintop kind of thing. You yeah. just think it's going to be more than blinking. I mean, <laughs> I guess this is very, like, godly-like. We're like, we don't know what you're saying. Well, he's an enigma. Yeah, exactly. He's a mirage that we've all collectively created in our own minds. And people that follow Jesus are called Christians, but this 
People that follow John are called Johnites. That's just... <laughs> Johnites, Johnites sound like, um, like if a bunch of like, men went to Vegas for a bachelorette party and the guy was getting married with named John and they're like, we're Johnites tonight. Maybe that's what the... Yeah. yeah. The imaginary t-shirt for this episode, because there's an imaginary t-shirt for every episode, can be Johnites Bucks Party. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you just... I mean, you expect a bit more. Oh, no, it's actually, that's this level of effort you'd expect from, from Don. Yeah, because everything's just okayness. Yeah, it's just, and you have to just be okayness yeah. with that heading. Um, and the feeling you're supposed to get from staring into his eyes for three hours is being John gone. <laughs> I'm going to I read that and I was like, sick. Yeah. <laughs> and I read it and just felt sick. <laughs> John Gunn is basically saying you should feel detached from reality and uh, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, there's, I did, t- again with the It Doesn't Mean Anything and the ridiculous titles, one of my favourites, uh, he does international conferences and they're kind of, they can be quite expensive. Uh, it can cost you think oh there's an 11 day seminar coming up in Edmonton if anyone's interested I'm going yeah June June 24 to July 4th if you want the full registration to go to everything it's $870 and that includes nothing Uh, (laughs) it is to sit in front of John in the group the standard thing that usually costs you $10 but it doesn't you have to organize your own travel accommodation and food you can buy (laughs) Cheaper meeting punch cards, uh, right down to one meeting for just $38. And I would advise against this man putting the word punch in any of his merch <laughs> or marketing. A punch card is literally the cheesiest. Like, a punch card. <laughs> uh, when I think of a punch card, I think of, like, a coffee shop. Like, <laughs> and, I mean, I guess it makes sense. He does have a coffee shop in he his camp. He does, like, stand next to the barista while yeah. you ask him questions and he doesn't answer you. But he had a five-day seminar in Byron Bay in Australia. Byron Bay and the town next door called Nimbin is the hippie capital of New South Wales, if not Australia. And to indicate it has one of the lowest vaccination rates of the entire entire country. It's just like hand-in-hand things. Um, And the name of this particular seminar was called The Movement and Beingness of meaning. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. <laughs> I want that printed on a pair of underpants. Yeah. I'm getting it tattooed right here. Yes. Oh, are we having a competition? Yeah. I'm getting scarification of that on my forehead. Hot. Yeah, it is. You jealous, Benita? I'm real jealous, Katrina. <laughs> That's just me showing my von Sass. Um, and... While he's about truth in all things, except he asks the people he has affairs with to not tell anyone, um, and now he's sleeping with multiple followers, it should be said, allegedly, um, he, some followers leave when they just go, okay, there's volunteers working at this multi-million dollar centre. We're paying money to be stared at. And John's favourite hobbies are buying boats, driving monster trucks, and expanding his garage door to fit said monster trucks through. It's just, like, I can't... What bothers me... This actually probably bothers me the most. Well, obviously, there's a lot. Um, but the idea that, like, you are supposed to be this cultural leader and to have such a detachment and, like, lack of regard for everyone is, like... I think he was caught... One of his followers caught him, like... Filling up his Range Rover with gas. <laughs> she was like, oh, fuck, this yeah. is fake. But imagine seeing your guru putting petrol in his monster truck. It would really... Yeah, it hurt, really hurt the heart. It would. But I'm sure you'd find okayness uh, eventually. <laughs> but I just love... And there's one photo of him with his new wife uh, where they... I think it was a retreat, but it had a, a cowboy theme. 
and it's just him and his wife in cowboy hats and checkered shirts with kerchiefs around their neck. And just look at this face and imagine it in a cowboy hat. It's just... <laughs> no, I remember on the front of the website, it talks about all the events you can go to. So it's like there's about like eight weekly. There's a, a meeting every single day. And on Fridays and Saturdays, there's like two, which is insane. I don't know what the schedule is. but it, And then there's the multiple events during the year. And then it said some of the finest dash barbecues. Oh, no. And they have two of these barbecues a year. And I was like, what is this weird fucking barbecue? So maybe it was from that barbecue that I was wearing that, like, cowboy hat. And, like, I also don't know what about this guy says, like, I can do a barbecue well. No. <laughs> maybe he stands next to the barbecue <laughs> guy and you can ask him questions. He also has a New Year's event. So if you want to ring in 2020 with someone. Yeah. It's only $10. That's a cheap New Year's party. He also has... John loves movies. He loves them. He's such a cinephile. And he has regular movie nights. And uh, unfortunately, they're not just movie nights. Nothing is simple with John except his business model. Oh, someone commented on my photo. That's great. Um, (laughs) So... So he shows movies. Some of his favourites are The Matrix, A Beautiful Mind, District 9, Babette's Feast, in case you were thinking there was a theme there, there's not, The Shape of Water, Predator and Billy Elliot. (laughs) And the website says about these movie nights, it says after each movie there is an open mic Q&A where John answers questions eventually about the movie and how its meaning relates to his teaching. And then it says, keep in mind that each metaphor has its limits. (laughs) Uh, And not all aspects of the movies are an accurate reflection of John's teaching. No shit, John. (laughs) Then it says, because John is not without whimsy, take it with a grain of salt. Or a good sprinkle of your popcorn. <laughs> I want to know. I've, I'm desperate to hear John's deep philosophical Q&A after Billy I was just thinking that. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day where he hires Jamie Bell, the original Billy Elliot, to come down and do a Q&A with him. <laughs> I think, and I think Billy Elliot, Jamie Bell's married. Why do I know so much about Jamie Bell? Uh, I think he's married. What? I'm okayness with it. Yeah, you're okayness. I'm okayness with it too. I think he's married to Evan Rachel Wood. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that. TV in Australia now. Yeah. So I think that would be like a really good, um, like, movie talk. Oh, he can dance, and John can just stare at him. Yeah. Oh no, that's a different kind of movie. <laughs> but I just I, when you go can you go to one of his movie nights I'm definitely going to the movie night I'm going to movie night and I'm going to six different meetings uh, <laughs> and I think because I'm about to play the jingle I think we're up to the random facts section of this and this is just this is my worst jingle and it's sung by my friend Greg random random Facts. I'm talking random facts. I'm talking random facts about cults and that. Cults and that. That is the most perfect thing I've ever heard. I mean, that was hot. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, do you have any random facts? Okay. I want to know if we've got the same one. Okay, well, I don't know if it's a random fact, but it's just, like, something it that John... It is now, because I've played the jingle. Okay, okay. John, I looked up his astrological sign. <gasps> it's not the same. It's not okay. the same. I'm really into astrology, because I'm not well, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> and he's a Scorpio. And I don't know if you know anything about Scorpios. I but... thought you just said Scorpio. <laughs> and that's another T-shirt. <laughs> I probably did say Scorpio. Yeah. Hey, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> if you know anything about Scorpios, is like they're known as the um, like the most manipulative masterminds, sexual deviants of the whole astrological side. Okay, my dad's one. Okay. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. So when I saw that he was he's born on September uh, November 11th. Um, and I saw that and I was like, this makes complete sense. If anyone was going to start a cult, it would definitely be a Scorpio. <laughs> Amazing. My random fact, as long as my phone stays on, uh, Chris Knott's mother 
Jeannie or Jeanne, Jeannie Parr was a follower. Mr. Big from Sex and the City, his mum was a Johnite. <laughs> Which is like his name, Mr. Big's real name in Sex and the City is He's John. John. Oh, it comes fucking full circle here. But his mum left after the sex scandal. Of course, when so else was, would you leave? Yeah, so she was probably like, oh, my son's on a show called Sex in the City. My guru's having sex with other people. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. She was not okayness with it. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that. I really want a show that says okayness. <laughs> I mean, it's like the... <laughs> That's just, okayness is the best kind of philosophy. <laughs> but it's such a, it's like, meh. Yeah, that's what I mean though. Meh, I give up. It's mysticism. Yeah. That sounded worse than I meant it too. <sighs> well, <clears throat> I have two things in closing to say. Okay. One, and I usually do a song lyric at this point. First of all, I'd like to say, stop and stare. I think I'm moving but I go nowhere. <laughs> but I also want to, uh, I have, yeah, it's a whole three-slide PowerPoint. But just remember that if you're young and hot, you too can have John's magical dust all over you. That's from his website. I didn't watch the actual seminar because I didn't have eight hours. I'm putting that on a shirt. Magical dust all over you is incredible. I'm sending that to all my new lovers. Yes, all all your potential lovers. Same thing. All these imaginary t-shirts are on sale in the foyer. They're free. Um, So that's, yeah, in closing, John's magical dust all over you. Join a cult. Join a cult. You have to tell people not to. Oh, oh right. Sorry. <laughs> you did tell me that yesterday. Don't join a cult. Except, except Benita's going to join this. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to Zealot, recorded live at the Toronto True Crime Film Festival and produced by me, Joe Thornley, with jet lag and poutine. My co-host for this episode was Natalie Norman, who keeps a crystal in her bra. Her horoscope says you should listen to her album, The Big Reveal, anywhere you can. Further reading and many things to stare at can be found on the Zealot Facebook page, and music is by the Everglades, whose phone just beeped. We the North.